welcome to another podcast episode of Sorted SF, the podcast where I tell you stories of San Francisco's forgotten and sometimes sorted past. Uh, today I want to tell you a little bit about what lies underneath us, not the vampires that live under Knob Hill, but the ships that make up the eastern ground of the city. So I'm going to chat with you about Rotten Row. Sources for today's episode include Wikipedia, duh, SFGate, TheVintageNews.com, BigThink.com, uh, and KQED's own podcast called Bay Curious. It's hosted by Olivia Allen Price, and she's got a great voice for podcasting and public speaking. And if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it right now. It's great. Uh, it's called Bay Curious, which is kind of cute. So let's go. Ships ahoy. We'll start at the beginning. When San Francisco was a Mexican town and just a bunch of sand with a couple hundred folks scattered about, not so much of a city. Of course, then, gold was found. Obviously, this was a time before planes, trains, and automobiles, so the only way to get here was by boat or, like, by wagon. Uh, Even though the gold wasn't in SF or the Bay Area, we were the only place with, like, a good port, and the Bay was the only place to dock. So San Francisco blew the fuck up with boats. Many of them were harbored offshore near where the Bay Bridge currently is. So these boats, though, a lot of them were really old and dingy and on their last legs. You can imagine that the desire to get to the Bay was so extreme that people were just taking whatever boats they could, knowing that the ships would probably never sail again once they reached San Francisco. Many of the ships physically couldn't leave because the crew had abandoned them to go hunt for gold. So just like abandoned ships were all over the place. By the estimate of the San Francisco Harbor Master in 1850, uh, no less than 62,000 people from across the globe had arrived to San Francisco, like by way of the bay, um, in the preceding 12 months. And so there were like at least 500 ships clogging up your Buena Cove in the general vicinity. Everyone hated that the ships were just like lingering in the harbor, but also knew that the ships meant money. Charles Hersch started a ship salvage business where he employed around 100 Chinese immigrants. Some of these ships were refurbished and set out to sea again. About 200 of the nicer ships were repurposed, actually, as storage for coal, flour, water, and other goods in high demand. Uh, Some of them were even used as boarding houses and hotels. And at one point, there was even a jail boat and a church boat. Others were broken up for scrap metal and wood like firewood or building material for a lot of the Victorians that were built around this time. And so this guy, Charles Hare, his salvage area was known as Rotten Row. It had like a sign and everything. It wasn't even like the nickname. It was literally called Rotten Row. Uh, Eventually, many of the boats that remained were sunk to secure waterlot titles. What's a waterlot title, you might ask? Because the ships were stationed offshore in deep water... Because obviously, you know, you can't run them aground. The goods had to be brought across half a mile of the shallow, muddy tidal flats. Merchants had to pay workers a shit ton of money to not go work in the gold fields and work instead as a porter. Water lots were given with the condition that buyers fill them with land. This way, the city, the shitty, (laughs) this way, the city could bring the shoreline closer to the deeper part of the bay so that the porters didn't need to travel as far. By sinking the ships, they could more easily fill the, like, water with land. 
Some folks used this technicality to lay claim to other people's lots, and they were known as Hulk Undertakers. In the dead of night, they would sail ships over valuable lots, unplug holes that were like previously drilled into the ship's keel, and conveniently lose the vessel in the like good, valuable lot. Um, quote, there were actually open, there were actual open wars. One day, the captain of a Hulk undertakers was in the midst of giving a command when a wharf employee fired a shot at him. His mouth was open, he was yelling, and the bullet passed through one cheek and out the other, missing his tongue and his teeth. To the end of his days, he wore a beard to cover up the two scars on either side of his mouth. Yerba Buena Cove stretched all the way to Market and First Streets, curving as far inland as Montgomery Street. The dozen or so wharves that stuck out into the cove served as tendrils for the expansion of the shoreline. They were like the starting off point. Something kind of neat for the locals was in 1951, a giant fire reduced many ships to their water lines, and so they were able to fill the ground with sand. The remaining ships were boxed in between roads and houses, stripped of their upper works and their hulks, then scuttled to make way for landfill. By 1857, some hulks still obstructed the harbor, while others had been overtaken by the expanding waterfront, forming the basement to tenements built on their decks. By the early 1870s, a seawall enclosed the cove along a path concurrent with the present-day Embarcadero. In 1888, a Mr. Bancroft, a local historian, wrote, even now remains of the vessels are found under the filled foundations of houses. So this once cove, Yerba Buena Cove, is now the financial district and the Embarcadero. When you're in this part of the city and at any point you end up walking uphill, that means you're close to the original shoreline. Some ships have been rediscovered during later construction work. Around 45 of them are known to lie beneath downtown San Francisco. Some are marked with pl plaques or an outline on the street. Marine historian James Delgado suspects more than 30 more are still undiscovered. And, you know, by this time they'd be a couple feet underground. In 1994, Muni was digging tunnel under Justin Herman Plaza on the Embarcadero when workers hit a ship called the Rome. The ship was so huge, they literally had to tunnel through it. So now when you ride the J-K-L-M-N or T, um, for part of the journey, you're literally riding through the middle of the ship, which is pretty cool. Uh, those ships are also a huge problem for the city's sewers, as a lot of like the aging sewer lines are like wrapped up in the ships. Um, each pipe that needs to be worked on has an obstacle, like it just hits obstacle after obstacle. Um, when they're trying to update them. I'll put a map from SFGate on Instagram so y'all can see just where some of these ships that have been found are located. There's a lot, and it's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's Rotten Row. Uh, not much else to say other than maybe it'd be fun sometime to do a little tour of uh, where they're all located. And I think it's just crazy that even back then we were... We came in, we as in like, you know, non-native people came in to San Francisco and we're like, you know what? Let's change everything. And that concludes a little quickie episode of Sorted SF for the week. Um, I appreciate you listening and I will see you next Monday. Illies.